This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. It is a beautiful Wednesday here in Pittsburgh. And, uh, well, Matt, we're not in Phoenix, which means (laughs) we're not at the Super Bowl, which, well, the Steelers aren't in the Super Bowl this year. Uh, but there are some things that they did this year, um, particularly in the second half of the season, that were actually better than some of the Super Bowl than the two Super Bowl teams. And the biggest thing was converting third downs this year. Um, you you yeah. did a big study on that uh, on DK Pittsburgh Sports, and obviously the Steelers led the league in four, in third down conversions over the second half of the season. What went into that, Matt? A lot of things. I mean, the article, the crux of the article is, boy, they've built a good thing here. And uh, they found a foundation. They poured the concrete, you know, know, that Kenny can certainly is showing a propensity for third and longs, making something happen in structure without getting the ball downfield and converting. Um, I think their short yardage stuff is excellent. You know, I cited the football outsiders metric that you bring up a lot about how good the O-line is and what they call power situations, which is basically third and short, you know, and they were the best in the league. Harris is obviously a very good short yardage back. Kenny as a short yardage sneak guy is very, very valuable. You know, it's a new wrinkle we haven't seen in a while. However, what the, the the crux of the article is, that's great, but you can't count on it. You're not going to convert 54% of your third downs. You know, I mean, that's 4% better than what the Bills did this year, which is number one at like 50. Like if you're hovering around 50, that's phenomenal. And some of it is by design in that we want long drives. We want to get to third and short because we don't want our defense on the field. And the corresponding number is their time of possession was tremendous too during that stretch. So they found a formula that can win. I just think the next step is now you have to be more explosive. You need to get first downs on first and second down because counting on being 48 to 54 percent percent conversion rate on third downs is really unsustainable most likely i mean that's the best in the league and for this formula to work you have to be the best in the league at that so do you really need to be the best or i mean again if you convert if you convert 47 you know between you know 47 and and 52 percent of your third downs or 45 45 percent and above you're going to be in the top 10 in that statistic yeah. And that's, you know, that's really good. You're staying on the football field. But to your point, if you then, let's say it drops to 45% next year over the course of the season, but you're converting more big plays down the field, the results should be better. I mean, the Steelers led the league this year in field goal attempts. Right. Okay. I didn't actually know that. that that's interesting. I would have thrown that in there, you know, which is <laughs> good and bad. You know, right, it's kind right. of backhanded compliment. You're where- getting there. You're you're right. you're taking the reservation, but you're not <laughs> filling it. <laughs> you got to keep the reservation, right? <laughs> and so, and again, it's kind of like this this number where the Chiefs and Steelers have the most ten plus play drives in the league. Well, they're not built the same. You know, that's the Chiefs are the best offense in the league this year. That's tremendous, 
but you're not turning him into the most points in the league where the Chiefs are. You know what I mean? And what I didn't know, which I kind of blew me away, was when I looked at the third down conversion rate for the season, not the second half of the year, where the second half of the year they were tremendous at 54. But as you'd imagine, for the season, they were really good, too. They were seventh when it was all said and done, 17 games in the books. The six teams ahead of them were almost inarguable, are inarguably the six best teams in the league. They're the two teams that are left. They're the two teams that got eliminated last week. And the are Bills and Cowboys. Like They were the six good teams. Well, that's what, gives the, you, that's what gives you some hope. That's what I mean. For, that's really good. Know, for seven. the future, Matt, and I, and I, you know, I was actually just reading an article on football, football outsiders before we started the show here, and they talked about how Andy Reid solved the Bengals uh, in, in that in that playoff game, and he did mm-hmm. it by overloading. Uh, of course, the Bengals like to play a lot of too high, uh, you know, safety yeah. looks, and he said, you know, Reid flooded one side of the zone or the other with four with four receivers, and that just it, it's a basic concept that you use mm-hmm. in basketball against zone defenses, that you use in football against zone defenses. You give that de- you give the defense one more guy than it can cover. Makes sense. You know, like, for example, if you're in a two-high shell and you run three verticals, well, you got three versus two. You know I mean? Right. And you got to try to split the difference or, you know, diagnose one side or another. And that makes the idea sense. with The idea with that being now that the Steelers, A, have the players – who are capable of doing that. It's not like the Chiefs, outside of Kelsey, who's obviously all-world, and Mahomes, who's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were matching up the Steelers' wide receivers against the Chiefs' wide receivers, you'd take the Ste- you'd take the Steelers' wide receivers. I don't think it's even close, to right. be honest with you. I mean, Juju would be the three here. Valdez Scantling would be the three here. You know, maybe Sky Moore turns into something, whatever. But, no, it's not close. Um, and even and, and even you know, looking at Harris and Warren out of the backfield, That's I think they're superior good. receivers to Pacheco or you know any of the other Chiefs. Hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, some of the pieces are there. Oh, no question about it. And the O line's already there for short yardage. Kelsey's different, of course. He's pl- he's an all time great tight end that's still playing at that level. But Fryermuth is bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, he's not. Tra- he's not Kelsey. Okay, I mean, that's if not- Fryermuth were on the Chiefs, he might be their number two receiver. I think he would be. I think they'd yeah. love to have him, and he'd never leave the field, and he'd have a lot of production. Mahomes is irreplaceable, I mean, right? Obviously. Right. That's the difference that nobody has. Yeah, Anything so- even close? You know, there's some close stuff. I shouldn't say that, but there's, right, there's right. quarterbacks that are close. But Kelsey and Mahomes are are probably the two best players in the league at their positions. Yeah. And combined, they're even better. You know I mean? The, the peanut butter plus jelly equals more than peanut butter plus, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, and Mahomes has taken himself to such a new level too, because he's very content now with the 10, 12 play drive. It's not, I'm getting antsy. I got to bomb one. to. Well, see, that's the beauty. Time. That's the beauty of, of, of what the Steelers now have with Pickett is that he's already yeah. shown he's willing to do that. Now right. the next step, yeah, a lot of young guys they don't. They get antsy and they want to take the big play. So now yeah. the next step for the for Pickett and the Steelers' offense is to take, you know, they I think it was forty four field goal attempts this past season. Okay. Well, next season, if it's instead if it's thirty four field goal attempts, because you scored ten more touchdowns, now you got something. 
now you have a top. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not sure which I'd rather have. I mean, if you told me, boy, they weren't as consistent and didn't con- you know, have long drives, but this is a really, really explosive offense. I don't know which one I'd rather start with, but I think it's a great point about Pickett because so many young quarterbacks don't want to take the layups. You know, like I got to shoot a three. I'm losing my mind. You know, you know, I need yeah, to right. from, you know, right. And he's already shown that, which is great. So I don't know. I thought there was a lot to unpeel there. I mean, in terms of explosive plays, they're really, really low, you know, I mean, especially with some of that was by design, though. Some of it's by design. Some of it's because they want to eat clock. I mean, and some of it's because Coach Tomlin's a really good coach and knows how to win this league and said that gives that formula gives this team, the 2022 Steelers, the best chance to win. You know, let's unpeel that for a second, Matt, because I think I think that gets overlooked a lot. I think people looked at the Steelers offense. Well, they only averaged, you know, 19 points a game and over the course of the season, and that's not good enough. And, okay, I get it. You'd like to average more than that for sure. There's no doubt about it. Mike Tomlin, he wants to to play these close games. And I think he looked at this. I think he'd rather win by 20. I think he would too. (laughs) This is not his preference. You know, they, they, he has been a coach who when, when they had the offensive skill position players to do it, when they had the killer bees, was putting up 30 points a game and showed he that he was perfectly – I'm okay with doing that too. Uh, you know, I can remember them, you know, beating the, the Indianapolis Colts 50-something to 30-something. That was yeah. – <laughs> you know, so if and he has – re- prime wasn't three yards in a cloud of dust. Right. And, you know. Yeah. Again, as he always says, if you have red paint, you paint the bard red. I think the offense this year with a rookie quarterback – with so many young guys on offense, was looking at this and going, okay, we have a good defense. We have a running game, we think. we're gonna. This is how we want to play. Now, it didn't work out that way in the first half of the season because there was some unsettledness with the offensive line and the, and the, and, you know, and the quarterback situation. And the defense, the, and, and you're playing without T.J. Watt, your best player on defense. But yep. once they got that and they, and they got the formula – that they that they that's what they had hoped to play like all year long. You see, it it still works in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, they were right. they weren't the only team in the league playing that way. No, I mean, everyone wants to commend Belichick for he's a chameleon. He changes year to year, week to week. Well, Tomlin's doing that too. I mean, it's not these things are hard to quantify, and in this analytically based world. Well, he should have went for it on all these fourth downs. He doesn't use his timeouts right. But there's no way of saying he knows what he has in his building and on his roster better than any human on the planet. And all he has is red paint. So that barn is red. I mean, the <laughs> are red. it's got five <laughs> coats of red. <laughs> yeah. And it's keeping the weather off the wood. And that's wonderful. But this year, if they could pick up a little bit of green paint, well, they'll pick the shed. The shutters will be green on, t- and the, the the rest is all red. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be prettier. But it takes more than one off season too. And I, I think you mentioned this too. The offense doesn't lose anything. It's not right. like well, they're Cam Sutton and Edmonds, and then we go how are they going to find those guys? They're bringing back the exact offense. Uh, Zach Gentry to me is not enough to care one way or another. They're bringing back the exact same guys plus things. You know so some of the, the 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 meat of the article wasn't flattering but in the end there's a foundation poured the house is being built right yeah if you can if you can if you can play that way and it's a very distinct way of playing 
mm-hmm. much like, you know, coming out in a spread offense and, and having three receivers on the field all the time and, and just doing that running for, you know, right. it wasn't that long ago. The Steelers led the league in four receiver sets. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because th- that's the way they were built to play. Well, now they've adjusted that. I think, I think over the second half of the season, Matt, if they weren't number one in 12 personnel, they were right near the top. They have to be near the top. I mean, for what, three years in a row, they were one or two in 11 personnel. Right. I mean, they, and even and last now, year, they were top three. Yeah. I mean, in 2021. Long, yeah. So, long yeah, they've five. adjusted to what they're doing and how they're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, a large portion of that is because of the quarterback situation. You don't have Ben Roethlisberger there anymore. See, I think there's some listeners going right now. Well, they were heavy in 12 because they traded Clay, Chase Claypool and they got an offer they couldn't refuse for him. Yes, but the fact that Chase Claypool was on the market shows that they wanted to go to 12 because they don't want to live in 11. You know what I mean? Like, right. You never make that move. It, it Chase was one of your best five, so he's out there a lot. Okay, that makes perfect sense. But you were better without him, and they probably knew that pre-trade, not they found it out after the trade. You know what I mean? Yeah, without a doubt. And, and so, yeah. you know, I, I think, it, again, it shows not just Tomlin's ability to change things up, but to a large degree, Mike uh, Matt Canada <laughs> changed right, things right. up as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I, certainly they, they ran a different offense this year than what they ran in 2021. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was night and day. Yeah, it was night and day. And and clearly the offense, and I'm not just saying this because of the numbers and the wins and losses, but the offense got noticeably better and less predictable, and Canada got better at his job as the season went on, too. Yeah, as everybody got more comfortable in their roles and what they were doing and how they wanted to do it. And so I I, I think it, it, you know, Mike Tomlin loves to say all the time that one season doesn't carry over into the next, but every offensive player that I spoke, every offensive player that I spoke to this year in in exit interviews and things of that nature, they, they 100% agree with your statement that the foundation has been laid. Yeah. I was going to say the complete opposite. Like that's a great coach thing to say next year doesn't translate to this year, but when you're running back the exact same players with the exact same coaching staff, and then you're just going to add some whipped cream and sprinkles and cherries on top, <laughs> or maybe a better left tackle or whatever. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right. Then now you're talking. You know, I mean, again, that doesn't mean they're going to be, you know, top five offense or be playing this time next year. But that's the plan, folks. You know, like this didn't all didn't happen by happenstance. You know, this was all in the mix. And this is more of a draft topic, probably a different segment topic. But I'm warming up more and more. Maybe they should draft a tight end high. You know what I mean? If you're going to yeah. stick with this, I mean, I'm not saying their first pick, but there's so many good tight ends that if you get one of those seven or so with your second, second round pick and he's going to play 50 snaps a game, I'm interested. You know what I mean? Like Washington. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, put it this way. If he plays as many snaps as Gentry did last this past season I mean. or the past two seasons, really. I mean, Gentry's right. been a 500 snap guy the last two years. That's a pseudo starter, right? So, you know? yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio, and 
Matt, uh, if people didn't know this, they can uh, you can listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere through your smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from iHeart, and Alexa will take care of the rest. We're going to be back with segment two right after this on The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs> 